1: You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Broncos country, here we go. It is Wednesday, February 28th, which means it's time for MHI. Tom, here we are, man. The last Wednesday. In February, already marching in literally to March. The NFL combine is happening, it's underway. Got a bunch we got to get to, but before we get to all that, what's going on, man? You're in the middle of a move. We're talking about that before the show. It's the perfect time to get your mind off of moving. Let's talk some (laughs) football here on Wednesday night. Yeah,
2: yeah, I get my mind off of packing and all the other stuff that I've got to do. It's, 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 you know, it used to be like when you were young, you just, your stuff your car and you move somewhere you know now it's you've got all this stuff to take care of and it's actually
1: quite an ordeal yeah it's expensive (laughs)
2: it's
1: (laughs) It's expensive it can test your patience you and i have been talking about this i've my wife and i we're in our first and only home right ever for the last seven years or so and you think it's going to be your forever home and then you start having discussions and i've been asking you what's the moving process like as we start (laughs) to look around a lot like broncos countries asking questions What's it like out there in Indy? What are the quarterbacks looking like? Who are the Broncos liking? We're going to get into those reports and more, but before we do it, he is Thomas Hall. I'm Luke Patterson. This is MHI Scott Kennedy helping us out. As always, we appreciate him on the ones and twos. You can head on over to Tom's X account, social media, if you will, at Thomas Hall NFL. You're truly at Luke Patterson LP. Scott Kennedy at Scout Kennedy as well. And look at our guys coming in, man. They, they never fail, right? We've got uh, three Davids up in the at the house, every MHI, just itching to get on and give us some love before the show even starts. Thank you, Papa Bear. $2 super. Good evening, Broncos country. Drake May or J.J. McCarthy? Tom, I don't know if you've, <laughs> if you've heard, right? But uh, <laughs> the Broncos are in the, the market for a quarterback. And Sean Payton all but waved the white flag at the – Monday press conference and talking about Russell Wilson his departure date if you will he said quote somewhere in the neighborhood of next week we're going to decide meaning there was a decision in the in the makes it's coming down the next two weeks that's per Sean Payton all signs indicate the Broncos are going to draft a first round QB just like Papa Bear saying yeah no, I mean Russell Wilson's gone. I don't.
2: We've talked about this plenty of times. I don't see him being a Bronco any longer. He's going to go somewhere else, and then the Broncos are going to have to make a huge decision on who their next starting quarterback is. Is it going to be a rookie that they draft in the first round? Is it going to be some retread or him for that matter? There's mm. a there's a few things that are going to be quite interesting uh, come these uh, this you know next training camp for sure.
1: Yeah, well, we talked about it last Wednesday, right? The Scouting Combine's happening in Indianapolis right now. I've got some friends out there. Full disclosure, I've never been to the Scouting Combine. I have no idea what it's like, only what I've heard. You grow up watching the Underwear Olympics on TV, if you will. But from what I gather, from friends I have out there in the Scouting community, some from Denver, some from other cities, um, a lot of the business goes down after hours. What do I mean by that? I'm um, interviews away from the field stuff, restaurants, bars, if you will, late night conversations, these sorts of things happen, particularly in Indianapolis. It's interesting enough to note that you have to have an A distinction between an informal and a formal meeting when you're talking to prospects over in Indy. Um, Part of the rules, right, when you start looking at the NFLPA, you start looking at tampering, you start looking at teams who are all trying to get the upper hand. But the news lately, at least coming out of Indy, was that the Denver Broncos met with Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy last night for a formal interview. I'm still texting my friends. I haven't gotten any answers, you know, almost as if they were in that interview too. How'd the interview go? Does coach like JJ? Um, Tom, what, what was your initial reaction when you heard that the Broncos wanted to sit down with JJ McCarthy first ahead of any other quarterback? Well, it makes sense because, you know, from where
2: he's kind of projected to go is a spot where the Broncos can pick. I mean, there's a reason why they're not probably not interviewing the, the first and second draft pick. Cause it's, chances of them getting that player is, is slim. So it, it makes a lot of sense. And on top of it, you know, they need to take a swing at a quarterback. So if he's in that area, you want to be sure that uh, he's your guy. And that, I think that's, like you said, the uh, interviews are very important at the combine. I know they like to see all this testing. It's fun to watch the 40, but most of these players are most of these teams know what they're going to get based on the film. And they kind of use the testing as a, You know, a benchmark of where what were my eyes seeing that this person was as fast as he looked on tape. Right. But the interviews is is something that I think they pay a lot of attention to because they need
1: to make sure that person's a fit. I would love to be a fly on the wall of those interview rooms because I have no idea what they look like, Tom. I mean, I feel like some of them, right. They have an idea of the person. By now, they've done their undercover work. Their scouts have (laughs) scoured the earth. They've talked to middle school teachers. We know about guys cheating on tests in third grade. I mean, (laughs) you know how it goes. It gets ridiculous. And you start to hear about some of these things. What I would be really interested in is the X's and O's. What's Sean Payton making these guys do on the grease board, right? And what I think back to is remember Gruden's grinder on ESPN when he would get these prospects on and he would either fall in love with them at the grease board or just demolish them because they couldn't regurgitate what he said, trying to evaluate how quick these young men can process information, specifically reads, specifically defenses. That's why I'm super confused. I'm okay. I get the JJ McCarthy thing on Tuesday night, right? Last night, Broncos want to meet with JJ McCarthy's young, hot prospect. One might say he's on the rise, But today, they were scheduled to meet with Bo Nix. Totally get it, right? Oregon's own. Oregon's favorite son, if you will, Bo Nix. He's the greatest thing ever. That's what everyone tells me. I like him. I think he's got a lot of talent. But then Michael Penix Jr. was scheduled to have an interview with the Denver Broncos today. I don't know if that was formal, informal, but the sirens are ringing in my head, Tom. I I was saving it for Wednesday night, saving it for MHI. (laughs) Why in the blue hell? Would Sean Payton want to sit down with Michael Penix Jr. from
2: Washington? Well, probably for the same reason they sat down. They're going to sat, sit down with uh, Michael Pratt, right? They know that he he may be available later, and they want to get their interview in now. Uh, chances are, I think, unless unless his medical's clear and he's you know the next hot topic, he might be available much later, and that might be their play. So I'm not surprised about Penix getting the interview. I mean, they've got to do their they're you know, they gotta make sure they, they interview anything that is possible for them to to grab. So it's why you don't see them interviewing Caleb Williams and you're not gonna you know, see him probably interview Drake May at the at the combine unless they're really serious about moving up.
1: So, what you're telling me is prepare for worst case scenarios. That's what the good football teams do, right? I right. mean, like you want to try to be prepared, San Francisco 49ers. You want to try to prepare for all situations as they can come up. Is that possible? No. I, we're human beings. Oversight happens, mistakes happen, and sometimes you got to roll with it. Just because the Niners didn't know the overtime rule doesn't mean that they're a garbage football team, doesn't mean that Kyle Shanahan's a garbage head coach, in my opinion. Now, should he get criticism for it? You bet. Should we still? Broncos fans are still hurling mud at the Duke of Denver, Tom. John Elway for Paxton Lynch, right? I mean, it's it's almost like Broncos country. They don't forget. Uh, and it's because we're still searching for this quarterback. You know who we're not searching for? Our guy, Mike Nkio, coming in here every Wednesday night, giving us so much support. Thank you, Michael. Hopefully you and yours are doing well out there in AZ. Good evening, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders and Go Broncos. Go Broncos, Mike. Let us know who you like in the chat, At quarterback. We're talking prospects. We're talking Broncos sit-downs. They met, they, I assume, being George Payton and Sean Payton among some assistant coaches, maybe some assistant brass with J.J. McCarthy on Tuesday night. The plan was for the Broncos to meet with Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. today. So three quarterbacks in two days. I'm here for all of those conversations. David Yonkin coming in at 499 Super. Thank you so much, David. Another one of our guys who was in before everybody else, before the show even started, waiting to talk football. I absolutely love the show. Do you guys really think that they will move up to get May or McCarthy? Uh, David, we appreciate your support so much, man, first off. Uh, Do I think they're going to move up to get Drake May? No. Why is that? Because I'm asking questions on what's going on out there, and it seems like the national perspective and the rumor suggests Drake may slip in a little bit, Tom. I'm not sure why. Uh, Some senior bowl performances. Scott was there at practice. You could read about that stuff over at milehighhuddle.com where we have all of our draft coverage going right now. We're
0: driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: But Drake may slipping a little bit. Part of me doesn't necessarily think it's a Drake May problem, but it's a Jalen or Jaden Daniels ascension. David, Hmm. Jaden Daniels is getting a lot of love in Indy right now. I know he's not going to be throwing a lot. Some of these guys aren't going to be throwing and that drives me crazy. Maybe we'll get into that here in a little bit, too, Tom. But, David, I think Drake May is going to slip a little bit. Uh, I still think he's a top-10 quarterback. J.J. McCarthy, he's on the rise. I, I think other teams are going to probably take a liking to J.J. McCarthy. Maybe you see a Michael Penix Jr. have one of those Brady Quinn-esque slides. I don't know. I, I would stay away from Michael Penix Jr., um, but I think the Broncos, if they fall in love with J.J. McCarthy or Drake May, Sean Payton will move up and go get him. George would never do it. Sean is all about it.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think they – if may doesn't slip it, you know, before all of this, these rumors about him slipping and everything started to happen. He was considered the second draft in the pick, uh, second pick in the draft or pretty close to it. Now, if he does slip, if he slips down to the close Flip to it. 10, maybe they do take a shot and move up. Cause you can't, you know, if the Broncos can move up a few picks, it's going to be pretty tough for them to move up to number two. If that's where he's going to go now, um, I don't yeah, they may have to move up to get McCarthy as well I mean if McCarthy is, is rising they may have to take a chance on that but again unless they make something big some major move to get really a really good draft capital trade package they don't have a lot of firepower to move up unless they mortgage their future and I don't think they really want to do that I know that they need a quarterback but they've got holes in a lot of places as well. And they really need to get those drafts
1: uh, that draft pick to hit over the next couple of years to really be relevant again. That's just it. The Broncos and Sean Payton specifically, they don't have time to wait around it and maybe if they don't get it right this year they can draft a quarterback next year no it's all or nothing here in 2024 for sean payton He even talked about that a little bit yesterday tom as you know he's like look i saw some broncos guy with the meme right it used to be cleveland browns guy do you remember that Yeah. <laughs> did denver broncos fan become cleveland browns fan where you know sean payton's calling out the jerseys that have been crossed out of the guys at quarterback i mean that's that's a sign of the times and i know that it bothers sean payton uh he distanced himself a little bit from that stuff last year right when he would refer to him as they in 2022 well no more doing that sean you wanted all the power you've got it it's time to hit DTR coming in here with a generous $5 super. Thank you so much. Which quarterback do you like as prospects in the first round? And do you think we take another quarterback in the later rounds for depth or for competition? Uh, DTR, that's a really interesting question, man. Does it mean because they go quarterback in the first round that they absolutely give up on quarterbacks rounds two through seven undrafted free agents? No, I don't think so. I'm hearing some rumors that those retread quarterbacks that Tom and I are so disgusted with (laughs) that are going to be in free agency. um, They're kicking the tires on some of those guys. I'm being told Sam Howell might be a prospect that Sean Payton likes in this offense. Don't quote me on that. It's just kind of the rumor mill, right? And I don't want Sam Howell here. I think you'd be better off just rolling with Jarrett Stidham, but you need a third quarterback. DTR makes a point. I like Jalen Daniels or Jaden Daniels. I've been... Uh, on that very, very early. J.J. McCarthy, I'm really warming up to lately, Tom. I like the, the idea of a, a new young guy here in town. I like what he did at Michigan. He wasn't always asked to do everything for that team, though. That's some of my concern. Uh, Drake may I'm a little cautious with, but I know I don't want Caleb Williams. I know I don't want Michael Penix Jr. And Bo Nix, I guess, is a big question mark for me right now. Yeah, I guess it depends, right? I mean, does the answer
2: really are the question gets answered in the first round for me. If they do take a quarterback in the first round, I don't think they'll take another quarterback in this draft. Maybe next year they'll take one later in in the rounds. Mm -hmm. I think they've got too many holes that they're going to have to try to fill with younger players that they can't really afford to double down on a position uh, like quarterback. But if they don't grab the quarterback that they want in the first round, I would pretty much guaranteed they're going to try and try and take a a crack at one of them in the later rounds, one that slips that they like, Um, you know, you can never tell who's going to be in front of you. That takes a, takes a draft pick. Uh, They're kind of limited a little bit without a a second round draft choice. So, you know, they might have to move up to get somebody, but that's not as expensive to move up to get somebody in the second round as it would be to move from where they're at now to really go up and get somebody else. But I like Drake May. I think he'd probably be a pretty good fit. And I just, I mean, I'm not a quarterback guru, you know, I'm, I'm not one that's watching all the film and saying, Oh, I like this guy, but I think, you know, the JJ McCarthy and Drake may, I feel like are pretty good fits with Sean Payton. Uh, Bo Nix might be, might be, but I just, I feel like he's got a little bit of a learning curve still, uh, that I can't really be super excited about, but Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to take a swing at a quarterback. And the only way they don't is if every one of them get taken before – there you know before they're able to
1: get a nightmare there. scenario nightmares you can't george payton would let that happen sean yeah. won't all right george would trade back sean would trade up that's what everybody's saying out there in indy everybody i mean local media national media they're all getting that sense why because it's the vibe sean gives off he doesn't give a rip once he knows he knows better and who are you to question sean Uh, Our guy DVA coming in here was saying, what up Broncos country? Make sure you hit that like button on the way in, share on all platforms, and please subscribe if you have not done so already. Also, check out DVA and Ron White every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Mountain. And if that's not good enough for you, head on over to milehighhuddle.com. DVA has an article up right now, five Denver Broncos that need to shape up or get shipped out in 2024. Again, head on over to myhighhuddle.com. DVA's been putting in some work. William James Baker, what's going on, William? Appreciate you joining the show, man. Hey, guys. I'm watching from London at one oh seven in the morning and love the show. And even after 13 years supporting the Broncos, still learning the league and the contracts. I know that J.J. McCarthy is who we are talking about the most, but could Baker Mayfield in free agency be picked up? Or will the Broncos just not have the cap after letting Russell go? Let's go Broncos country. William, you gave me goosebumps, man. Staying up at 107 in the morning to get your Broncos talk here on MHI, man. We really appreciate that. It's very humbling, very exciting. Look, man, I completely agree with you, right? The numbers are always changing. He's coming in. Our guy, Will, just say, look, man, I'm still trying to figure out the numbers. Dude, I'm still trying to figure out the numbers. Last I checked, they just raised the cap, right? So we're constantly keeping on our toes here in the NFL. That dollar's constantly going up. Um, Scott said it in the show in our private chat. I mean, like, yeah, Russ is out, we know that, but which way is he going to go out? Referring to the contract ramifications, Tom, you've been on it since I said I wanted Russ gone last October. There are going to be ramifications that come with some of this stuff. But how exciting is it that the Broncos are finally in the conversation to draft a first round quarterback? I like where William is going with it, right? Because I want to ignore the retreads, and so do you. We don't want a Sam Howell here. Baker Mayfield? What do you think about that? I mean, one, I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to really pay him what he would want if there was a mutual interest. Um, Two, I, I think he's a huge roll of the dice. I don't know that he's someone you build your franchise around. I think he's someone you hope things work out for the best.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go out and get Baker Mayfield, you're going to be paying enough that you, that he's your guy. He's supposed to be your franchise guy, right? Because he's going to command a pretty good payday, I believe. What do you uh, think? From, Guess guesstimate that. Oh, I'm not going to hold you. you
1: not going to hold you to it.
2: Quarterbacks get paid. He's yeah. probably, I mean, twenty million a year, maybe. I wow. think. I I don't know. I think
1: you're you're right, Tom. (laughs) I mean, these quarterbacks get overpaid and they don't. I mean, here's the thing, too. We've all been waiting for Baker to arrive. Some of us have been waiting for Baker to go away. And I got to give the guy his flowers to Williams Point. He played some damn good football with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would just like to see what he could do with another year with the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Like put together multiple years, not these flash in the pans. Look over here. Look over there. One thing you could say about Baker to Williams point, he won't go away. Maybe it's worth having that conversation while you're in Indy, while all the agents are there, unless Caleb Williams, because he knows better and doesn't have an agent. I like it because um, I'll tell you this. I don't want Sam Howell here. If Williams bringing up Baker Mayfield, I'd rather go with Baker. Well, and I'll tell you,
2: I, I I've done a lot of research on uh, analytic research on quarterbacks, right? Just adjusting them for era, <laughs> and I've talked about this plenty of times. So you can compare what some of these quarterbacks are today to past quarterbacks. And I looked at the quarterbacks that started in the first four years of their career that had enough to 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 really uh, qualify power power. for this. Darnold, you know, some of them are like terrible, but Baker Mayfield is out of the 235 that qualified, he's hundred and he ranks 163rd. And he, I know his last, this last season was better than he per- performed, but do you want to take a risk on somebody who has spent their career being mediocre at best, uh, right. only, you know, and then had one, one good season. I mean, th- there's a lot of quarterbacks through history that had one good season, got a big payday and were terrible. I mean, the biggest one, Scott Mitchell, if you guys remember that, uh, that crazy deal he got from Detroit back in the day after one one season replacing Dan Marino. But this happens all the time. He's going to get paid. And I I think the Broncos, they can't risk it, right? They can't risk another big payday on a quarterback. They need to go get somebody young and just try to build around him. If it doesn't work, you go out and get another quarterback in the draft.
1: Michael Rinquillo coming in here, talking about those quarterbacks in the draft, specifically one quarterback that the Denver Broncos met with on Tuesday night. Mike, I love the support, man. Thank you so much. And I, he's painting a scenario for me here. So let me quarterback this. No pun intended. JJ McCarthy or move back in the NFL draft to get more NFL draft picks. And I could see where Michael's going with this super chat, where he's going with this. You're at 12. The Broncos didn't need to move up. Quarterbacks are coming off the board, right? The ones that we think are gonna go off. A Caleb Williams, maybe Drake May, a Jaden Daniels. Uh those three, we know those three are probably gonna go top five i mean i've been hearing top three picks have been locked in for a long time now all of a sudden the chicago bears the atlanta falcons those rumors continue to heat up about justin fields for the falcons sake for scott's sake for nick's sake i sure as hell hope that they don't get justin fields over there i want no part of that for those guys uh but look man michael's painting a really good picture here tom what if you have jj mccarthy at 12 and then you have Michael Penix Jr. at 12. You have two quarterbacks sitting there. One you really like. The other you're curious about. There's no way in hell I see Sean Payton moving back. No way. I think if if J.J. McCarthy's there at 12, Sean's going to be thumping his chest and saying, I told you so, to just about everybody in the Denver and national media. For
2: me, from my perspective, if McCarthy's not there and it's Penix, I think, you know, and and their heart is set on getting a quarterback, then I say they probably move back and try and get some, uh, you know, some other draft capital. But my problem is the first round of the draft is when you get those impact players. Now, I know the Broncos have to have a quarterback, but they also need impact players at many other positions, important positions. And if there's the only way I see that, or the only how I would do it, I guess, is if there was no quarterback that I loved at twelve, but another impact who I thought was going to be an impact player at edge or at interior defensive line, a great pass rusher or somebody like that, I would take them. I wouldn't move back. I would, you know, because you got to get younger. The Broncos have to get younger. They have to fill out this roster with better players. And you 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 really you take a chance. Once you get out the first round, your chance of hitting on an impact player gets very, very small. Now, if their heart's set on getting quarterback, fine. Or if there's nobody there that they really like, sure, they'll trade back and try and grab a different quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I like trading back. I like to accumulate picks. But in the first round, like I said, that's where you get those players who
1: are supposed to be game changers for you. And the Broncos need those. They don't have very many of those. No, they need to improve in a lot of areas. And when you start to look at it, Tom, you've talked about it. Since we were in season last year on MHI, you're talking not only quarterback, right? You're like, dude, what's the plan at tight end? Can someone please, for the love of God, tell me what's going to happen at tight end? Because I know, I know, I know here in Broncos country, we wait around for these tight ends to come out of the injury room that are there for four or five years. And then they just kind of fizzle out and go away. Um it's a very frustrating thing. George Payton talked about how tight end needed to be on the radar. You also consider defensive line, cornerback, inside linebacker. These are all major positions, and I haven't even mentioned the offensive line, Tom. Yeah. uh Our guy Mike coming in here with a very generous $10 super. Appreciate you, Mike. Edel, always joining the show. Thank you so much for all your support. Good evening luke and thomas i miss legends a mile high i find it Thank in- you. me too me too by the way uh stay tuned <laughs> <you> man too? <laughs> tom's working on all kinds of stuff i can't say anything just stay tuned because he's a busy guy he's moving he's putting in work at mhh stay tuned i find it interesting how much heat john elway takes for paxton lynch was paxton lynch 100 his decision no scouts telling him anything scouting is huge for evaluating mike that's interesting man i i mean i certainly blamed on elway for paxton lynch the duke was in charge and you know with all the credit comes some heat when you're not doing well and i just find it damn ironic and mike i don't know the answers right maybe you know if i ever make it to the afterlife or heaven or whatever it is maybe i'll ask the creator right what's what, what was the deal with paxton lynch why couldn't it work out um For whatever reason, as great as John John Elway is and was to the city of Denver, uh, no man is better than John Elway in the Denver Broncos organization. Maybe Pat Bolin, right? They're synonymous, those two. But for all of the greats that was John Elway, the games, the Super Bowls, the memories, he couldn't find and draft a quarterback, Tom. I... I can't figure out why, Mike. I've been thinking about Paxton Lynch. I tried Googling him the other day, seeing if any news, recent news stories came out. I mean, what could have been? Mike's exactly right. I mean, how can a team screw up so badly, yet we see it every single year in the draft, especially when it comes to quarterbacks?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, Elway has a lot to blame. He loved Paxton Lynch. In fact, there was a lot of rifts. Just- loved because what? of Paxton Lynch. Now, the he had all the physical tools, right? You can't deny that he had a good arm. He, you know, he looked he looked like he was accurate in college even though he was in a you know, an easier offense. There was reasons to fall in love with him during the scouting process. The hard things to judge during the scouting process is just how much work he's going to put in to get better at that second level in the NFL. And that's where Paxton Lynch failed. And the other part to this whole thing is is John Elway had terrible timing when it came to going to get quarterbacks. Right. So he got Peyton Manning and he drafted Osweiler as the heir apparent. Well, then his hand got forced. Basically, he, you know, he was like, I've got to draft a quarterback when Osweiler ran to uh, the Texans, took the money at the Texans. He's like, well, I'm drafting a first round quarterback. Other teams like Paxton Lynch, Uh, Cowboys like Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Jerry
1: Jones loved Paxton Lynch and, John Elway was afraid the Cowboys were going to move up and go get him. And that was the story. Right, Tom? I mean, like, and then, Mike, it's so funny because we're revisiting this. And I start thinking about Matt Russell. I wonder what Matt Russell thought of Paxton Lynch. I think that might have been the better question, right? Matt Russell, John Elway, BFFs, if you will. Um, But. I don't know about you, Tom. We're pretty close. I consider you one of my better friends. We disagree on things, and that's okay. Um, But it does make you wonder what the scouting departments, if one scout's saying, don't do it, and John Elway's saying, I'm going to do it, do you really think that scout is going to tell John, "Ah, John, you might want to rethink that move? Probably not, or they're probably (laughs) gone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it it was a bummer, too, because I liked Paxton Lynch. I thought he had the tools, but the, the funny thing is, and I know people are getting me crap about this, but back when they were doing the uh, the wonderlick right, at the Combine. <clears throat> yeah. I had I don't think the wonderlick is a great um, predictor of future success and smarts for a quarterback, right? But what it does say to me is if you're just a, a person that's in college and half halfway smart, if you practice for it, because I've taken it a couple times, one unpractice and one practice, if you practice for it, you can get a pretty good score. Paxton Lynch, I don't even think cared. He didn't even care to practice for it to get a good – that's why he got a terrible score. So when I saw that, I was like, that's strange because I don't think he's going to put in the work to get better. And that's what happened. And it was weird. I was weird. Why I, th- I thought of it, it was like, you just take a couple hours and practice and you'll be much better at it. And he didn't. And then whoop. next thing we know, he's playing video games instead of watching game. <laughs>
0: <film>. <laughs> well,
1: and to Mike's point, right? Like I'm starting to think back. I can tell you this based on people I know in that building, Gary Kubiak did not think highly of Paxton Lynch. No. I don't think I'm breaking any news when I say that Broncos country could see that visibly in the practice fields, summer training camp, uh, games, Uh, the bench crying on remember Paxton Lynch crying on the bench in Tampa Bay talking about Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. Right. I think of that. (laughs) And no, I'm not making fun of him because he's just, you know, crying. We all shed a tear from time to time. Right. But just, I don't know. It just seemed like when the, when the tough got going, he just wanted to cry and pout. And I think that was a huge negative and a turn off to Broncos country as well. It makes me think when Mike brings up Paxton Lynch and when you and I are talking about this, what was missed on the interview? With Paxton Lynch. I mean, is was he just a great interview, too? Charisma, I'm your guy, John. Like, yeah, I, I can't know. wait to come to Denver. I mean, we can be fooled, right? I mean, I think you and I, we've interviewed folks. We've hired folks, and it always it hasn't always worked out. Sometimes you need um, on-the-job training, an on-the-job interview sometimes, and that's why it drives me crazy, Tom, that these quarterbacks that come to Indy for the combine, not all of them are going to throw not all of them are going to throw. I Almost I want it to be a rule. I want to be that old man making rules at the Indy Combine. Just saying, you know what? If you're a quarterback and you're coming, if you want an interview, you have to throw unless there's an injury. To which case, if that rule was made, Tom, you can bet every quarterback would have an injury, right? With that arm and Yes. Yeah. I just <laughs> what do you make of it? I'm I'm texting my guys, my you know, some friends out there, I'm like does this make you guys mad? Does it make the coaches mad? It bothers me and it doesn't seem to bother or razz a lot of guys. Yeah. I, you know, it's kind of strange for me, like,
2: and, and I've never, I've never been in this position where I'm uh you know, the superstar and everyone's coming from to me and I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I would be cool. I'd love it, but it does it has never happened to me. So I don't have a lot of frame of reference, but from my perspective, if I was a trying to interview for the biggest job of my life, I would go out there and put everything out there on the field, right? I wouldn't be afraid. If I was a quarterback, I'm like, I'm not afraid to throw here. I know my skills are going to be good enough to put on a show and I'm going to go out and do it. Now, on the flip side, why wouldn't you want to do it when you're comfortable in your own setting and everything else and and really put on a great show? I I get it both ways. College pro days. Yeah, but what I would say is, that the number of them that aren't throwing, like I okay, Cable Williams is people have penciled him as the number one pick. I get it, all right. But now you got the next person in line, the next quarterback in line could go on and put a show, and then the, he could be the buzz from going and, and maybe move into that number one spot if you put on a really good show. Who knows? I, I don't know. I, it's it's weird that the top three are kind of like just saying, Yeah, I'm not doing anything.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's you're feeling safe? Uh you're you're comfortable with your stock? Uh, I'm not sure if it's arrogance, if entitlement, it somewhat feels like a warning signs to me. I don't know, you know, I think the first thought that we have as fans at least speaking for myself, what are you trying to hide? Right? Like why wouldn't you throw? What are, what are you trying to hide that that it's a controlled environment. It's a lot of pressure. Maybe that's it. Maybe you don't like the coaches running the drills. I don't know. Maybe it's you're afraid of getting embarrassed. I don't know. It's, it's odd. It bothers me because that's the whole point. Let's see these guys work out. Let's see how they interview. Let's test them in all aspects. David coming back in another generous 499 super. This is a must watch NFL draft because the Las Vegas Raiders may move up. So this is a nightmare draft and of course David knows those damn Raiders are sitting a whole spot behind the Broncos at 13 with Denver at 12 and the Russell Wilson connection has been there with Las Vegas a lot uh the quarterback com- conversation with regards to a first round prospect has been there with the Las Vegas Raiders a lot what do you make of the Raiders right now? What are you hoping that the Raiders do? Because if I'm being honest, <laughs> I'm hoping they take Russ. I, I really do. I would love for Russ to stay in the AFC West. I'd love for him to go to Las Vegas, and I'd love for the Broncos to play him twice a year. I would love for them to draft a bust in the first round. <laughs> <Michael>
0: <laughs> <Fanish> <laughs> Jr. Okay. I'm like,
2: I'm sorry <laughs> Raiders fans. I am a Broncos fan. I don't like the Raiders. I hope they, whoever it is they draft is a huge bust. That's what I hope. Uh I I yeah, but he David's right. I mean, they could they could really throw a wrench into the Broncos' plans by moving up and getting that quarterback that the Broncos kind of covet, right? Because I do believe they have some draft capital to work with. And they may, they may be able to get their guy. I don't know if I'm, I don't think Russ is going there. I don't, I don't see that mixture very well. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's I I don't see the, the mixture between, uh, you know, the head coach and Russell Wilson, the personalities, I, I don't know if I see it mixing very well, but they, you never know, man, you never know.
1: Well, defensive guys, defensive like-minded guys like an Antonio Pierce and Max Crosby, I think they would hate that phoniness, rah-rah, I have to have the attention, let me go on I Am Athlete with Brandon Marshall and politicize my way and and, and bear my hurt feelings to the rest of the world, I get it, Like I get it, I, I posted something yesterday, Tom, I'm like, look, Seahawks were right about Russell Wilson. Russ has every right to advocate for himself. And the Broncos, they're handling this thing great because no more Russ means that's the right move. Here's the interesting thing, Dave. I just, it's funny the way football and interdivisional rivalries work out. It's the what ifs, these these conversations have always happened, right? What if John Elway had went to the Las Vegas Raiders? We heard that a lot when Brett Favre went to the Minnesota Vikings, right? These sorts of things. I don't think Broncos country really claims Russell Wilson at this point. He doesn't claim them. We don't claim him. And at this point, we're, we're ready to sever it. But, David, I think you're on to something when you say we need to keep an eye on the Raiders because this isn't going to be the same old business as usual. I don't think Antonio Pierce is going to win coach of the year in his first year as head coach. But I can tell you when he galvanizes the core players, when Max Crosby is literally putting his neck out there and saying, I won't play for anybody else or trade me. Now, Could be some bravado, right? Could be some posturing, but I do think he means it. They wanted Rich Passaccia or however the hell his name is said. He's special teams coordinator up in Green Bay now. I mean, so there was no way that the players weren't going to have their say in this head coaching search. Um I'd love Russ to be a Raider. I would love nothing more for that to happen. It doesn't worry me. It excites me. Hell, Tom, I'm already thinking if that happens, you and I were buying plane tickets to Vegas. We're going to that game. (laughs) if He's still playing. Uh, But no, David, we appreciate you, man. And speaking of our guy, William's coming back in asking, and I love it, dude, staying up till the wee hours over in London, asking about Jerry Judy's trade value. Tom, it's not an off season without Jerry Judy trade prospects conversations coming up. <laughs> um, I don't think the Broncos could get a lot for Jerry Judy if they wanted to trade him. The problem for me, I don't think Sean Payton wants to trade him. I think Sean Payton likes Jerry Judy. I, he's not very critical of Jerry Judy when he can be. Yeah. Um, I think he's let him off the hook a few different times this season with either his behavior, his production, lack thereof. But for whatever reason, I think Sean wants to put his arm around Jerry again and say, let's go get this with a young quarterback. This yeah. We need you, Jerry. Jerry, you're the guy. I don't see him trading, Jerry. What, what say you,
2: Tom? Uh, the problem with that is then they're going to have to give him a – if they really want him to be the guy that kind of grows with the new quarterback, the new young quarterback, then they're going to have to give him a new contract. And he's not worth a new contract, it's, or at least what he thinks he can get. I just I mean he's going to be making 12 million a year next year and I think that's too high for his production i I have I liked Jerry God. Judy in the draft I thought he was I was like I can't believe he got the the Broncos got him, but he has just not performed and, and you can blame the quarterbacks he's been through different quarterbacks you can blame on a lot of things but at some point the the you have to point the finger at Jerry Judy. he has not produced he's and and that's what the name of this game is. you can like their their tools paxton lynch had great tools good arm big arm mobile but he didn't couldn't get it done jerry judy hasn't got it done i think they should trade him and i i think they could wait till the draft to do it because they could there could be a run on wide receivers and then there could be a team that's like i really need to get a wide receiver we'll give you a little bit more for jerry judy But at the same time, you also have a wide receiver core that's going to be completely different, most likely. you got Tim Patrick's probably gone, even though he hasn't played. Got a lot of unknowns. Marvin Mims has to develop a little bit more. Uh, You could see them go and get a couple wide receivers in the draft or go get one in free agency and bring it in,
1: bring him in. And it could be almost a completely different wide receiver room. 100% 100% if we're being completely honest, I love Timmy Pats. You love Timmy Pats. I was there both days that he went down. Um, I, I mean, I just – I don't know. Crazier things have happened, but I, I don't see a huge future with Tim Patrick and the Denver Broncos. I'm start, As you're listing these wide receivers, Tom, I'm wondering, what's going on with Lil Jordan Humphrey and his contract? You know, like, he was – dude, he played, I, I would say, I don't know, statistically better than Jerry. Maybe. I don't know. But I can – think of a lot more plays made from Lil Jordan Humphrey off the top of my head than, than Jerry Judy, if you will. I mean, this, this wide receiver core needs to be rebuilt. They need to develop guys behind even this next crop, Tom. That's been the Broncos biggest problem. They can't develop guys are They don't have young guys in the wings waiting. There's not just a left tackle ready to go behind Garrett Bulls for when he goes down, right? That's the swing tackle where, yeah, we like him. He can play left. He can play right. And we can get by with him. They need to, farm system these guys have some grassroots operations if you will and that's where you do it in the draft it's not in round one all the time but rounds one through three those premium round picks Mike coming back in appreciate it mike i'm a luke i hope russ goes to the raiders and then he could cough it up for him there um that would be great i i do think that maybe his wife would enjoy it right i don't know if sierra wants to get a A concert gig down there in las vegas russ loves the lights he loves the atmosphere he loves the attention i i think it's a natural fit i really do but um when you look at russell wilson and the pittsburgh steelers i think it's a little interesting because i don't know that russ really fits pittsburgh i don't know that the city really wants to embrace him such a blue collar city like pittsburgh that the head coach i'm not sure about that i know the vegas odds got and wise guy telling another otherwise, Tom, but where do you see Russ really fitting, if not Las Vegas? Oh, and Tom just dropped out for just a second. So we're gonna keep going. Again, the Steelers are they're leading it, right? When it comes to Russ, where's Russell Wilson gonna land? Mike Tomlin, he's not gonna commit to Russell Wilson. These conversations are gonna happen, whether that be Mike Tomlin expecting the Broncos to release him, whether that be uh trade conversations look nobody's gonna trade for russell wilson that cap hit it's too much right it's just no team is gonna take that they're hearing what sean payton is spitting into the microphone on monday saying in the next two weeks we're gonna release russ pretty much that's where it's at then you start wondering okay well how else can the broncos get trade capital in the draft Maybe a Garrett Bowles. Maybe you move on from a Garrett Bowles. Then the question comes, do you really want to draft a first-round quarterback without a franchise left tackle? You want to try to get capital some way, Tom, in this draft. The Broncos (laughs) don't have a lot of picks. You want to try to get capital some way. I don't see Jerry Judy facing a lot of that capital or fetching a lot of that capital, rather. I think Garrett Bowles is a better player. I think Justin Simmons, too. George Payton all but shot down the Pat Sertan's talk. Now, sometimes a deal in life comes down that you just, you can't refuse, right? I made him a deal. He can't refuse. And if Pastor Tan is part of that deal that gets Denver, their dream quarterback, sign me up. But right now, when you're starting to look at which pieces could be moved, I don't think Sean wants to move Garrett. I don't think that, however, it's interesting that the paints, the saints at the time went Ryan Ramschek. Instead of Garrett Bowles. So that's very interesting when you start to think about it. Different positions, right? Different sides of the line. But how do the Broncos get capital? And specifically in the draft, Tom, it's it's not easy to do when you don't have a ton of talent or a ton of players just sitting on the trade block willy-nilly. Yeah. Well, sorry about I don't know what happened, but I just kind of like crashed.
2: So I was gone. <laughs> I got back in, luckily. Uh, well, it starts with trading some of these players that you just talked about. Jerry, Judy, Garrett Bowles. Trying to get something for them, which will help. It's also trading back. I mean, if you if your goal is to get more capital in the draft, then you're gonna have to make moves back, not forward. That's just the way it is. But I still think you can trade Garrett Bowles. I think you can trade Jerry Judy. I think you could probably trade Justin Simmons if you wanted to put a deal together. Those yes. will get you picks, you know, second, third, you know, fourth round area picks that you can start to build up your, you know, <clears throat> your depth, so to speak, and hopefully hit on a couple of them. So that they, you know, they, they become a really good player. That's, you know, you can get there. The problem is, is if you're, you're going to go all the way, you want to go all the way up to number one, that's costly. That's going to have to take someone like Mm. a Pat Sertan. I don't, unless you want to mortgage your future, you want to give up, you know, your next couple first rounders, your next couple second rounders and, you know, to, to move up. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Not, it, it would be. I wouldn't want to do it in this draft. I guess there's too many question marks for me. There's not like a slam dunk. Yes, that guy's going to be a great quarterback type of, for me, there's too many question marks on all of them. So it's hard to, it's hard for me to stomach that.
1: Oh, It's a, a lot of decisions are going to be made here this April and uh, the homework, the studying process, it just moved into a different level over in Indianapolis, if you will, where, um, the pressure gets ratcheted up each time this these prospects and uh, these teams meet, right? The, you're being tested. You know that J.J. McCarthy, I brought stock to him down in, what, Mobile, Scott? Did, I think that was a report, right? Was, was J.J. McCarthy in Mobile, with the senior? No. They, they okay. talked to Pratt. They Pratt. They talked to Michael Pratt a talked couple times. Pratt. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what it was. Um, look. It's research. You got to figure out your quarterbacks. You got to figure out who they are as people. You got to figure out who they are on the field. It's it's a lot of pressure, and I'm just excited for it. I haven't been as plugged into this draft as some others, but um, to be in the conversation, Tom. I'm here for it, man. I am here for that. David coming back in again. Thank you, David. A generous 499 super enough of Russell Wilson already. Let's talk about going (laughs) young with players and have them grow together. Well, JJ McCarthy, the Broncos met with him on Tuesday night. They were scheduled to meet with Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Today. But the Broncos also met with a couple of defensive linemen recently. One in Tyler Davis from Clemson, and one in Fabian Lovett from Florida State. A couple of beasts in the trenches because we're talking quarterback is the biggest need for the Broncos. But defensive line, Tom, it's this team has been pushed around a lot, specifically in the run game. Vance Joseph is notorious for having a bad run defense is all it take. Is a good defensive lineman to figure that out because I'm not sold, Tom. (laughs) I hope so.
2: I mean, that would be nice. You know me; I'm not sold on Vance Joseph at all. But their run game uh, defense was atrocious. It was it was just flat out bad. You can't put it fireable. But uh, I'm with you, David. I'm going to tell you: getting younger is the key. And I've been talking about it for a while. And I know people are like. Oh, Garrett, Garrett Bowles had a pretty good season. He said, you know, he's still thirty you know, something. He's you should keep him around. I think you should get younger at left tackle. Get a you know get somebody that can grow with your quarterback. You definitely have to get younger on the defensive line. Uh, Purcell, I think, uh, you know, he, he he was a good player for a little while, but he's older. He needs to move on. I mean, there's there's so many areas where I can look to that the Broncos have to get younger. And that's why I was saying is, uh, if you if your quarterback isn't there, and there's a defensive line player, an impactful defensive line player, you think is going to be an impactful defensive line player, you got to take him at twelve if the if that's if he's worth that spot, because like mm-hmm. I said, they need to get younger and they need to get elite at certain positions, and they're just not. The Broncos are. Mod average to okay at many positions but there's very few like
1: elite elite players i would ah uh, that would be so tough i don't think the broncos are going to be there at 12 like i i, yeah. I hear what you're saying because d Lyman that's huge and, and mike's coming back in thanks mike the denver broncos met with jared burst from florida state at the nfl combine also um another one of these guys that's ohio native i don't know what it is with the the water in ohio and the athletes that they put out man it just feels like state of ohio continually has prospects as florida state kid right ohio born um but no i like that the broncos are studying d lineman you're right they they need an improvement not just in the run game but how about a pass rush i was super disappointed with zach allen last year yep. right Thought he would come in, be the answer, be better than a Draymond Jones, and he was anything but. He was a ghost for the majority of the season last year, and that really bothers me because they financially committed to him, as as Michael knows and as MHI. Everybody knows. Um, You make big financial commitments. You don't get any any ROIs. We're not just talking Russell Wilson here. We're talking Tim Patrick and those injuries. Cortland Sutton went off last year. Can't really say a bad word about Cortland. How many of those seasons does Cortland have left in him? Um, Does he want to stay in Denver? Does he look for greener pastures? I mean, you look at some of the contracts and some of the decisions made. Well, now, because of those decisions, it's time to fix that. You should have fixed it then you thought you were fixing it by paying for it. Turns out that wasn't the recipe. It's a healthy mix of both in an ideal world. But in the draft, everyone's looking for a steal. And uh David Yonkin, man, thank you so much for all the support. You've been huge tonight, David. If the Denver Broncos went younger across the board, the owners would give Sean more leadway. Interesting, David. Wonder what the expectation is in the NFL draft from the owners. The one thing I like about this ownership group, Tom, they don't meddle. What do I mean by that? They're not Jerry Jones. They're not Mark Davis. They're not these owners that are demanding to be in the head coach's office to just hang out. Hey coach, what's the plan at practice today? They're not doing that sort of stuff. In fact, NFLPA grades came out. And as David well knows, the Broncos ownership group scored. Hey, Tom, that's yeah. uh that's that's pretty good considering where this franchise has been, considering they haven't been owners for very long. They continue to invest into the franchise, into the city. I mean, this ownership group wants to win now. It's why they paid Sean Payton. It's why they traded to get him.
2: Yeah, and I think they're going to be waiting an, at least another year to get those wins, as unfortunately, because I just don't see them. I don't see them getting better for the for next year. I think they're. I think I see them stay, taking a step back because they're going to get younger, because they're forced to get younger. They have to get younger. Although the the salary cap uh, came in higher than expected, so they may have a little bit more leeway in in some of these signings. But they're going to be forced to get younger, and they should. And I think I think if they got younger at left tackle and edge, I mean, a good impactful young edge to kind of move. And I'll ask you about that uh, when you were talking about Zach Allen. Do you think what do you think he would have been like had he had somebody on the edge? Who was like a you know von Miller esque or or someone close to it. He's gonna his stats are probably gonna look a little bit better because their edge rushers were good, but they weren't great. I mean, I like Jonathan mm-hmm. Cooper, I like Baron Browning, and you know, I like Nick Benito, but they weren't these edge rushers that that play teams had to like really scheme against. You know, there weren't so elite that they and so I think I think that had an impact on the pass rushing of like a Zach Allen and and maybe some others on the interior. So I I get that why they're looking at edge in the draft. They should. They should look at interior defensive line and quarterback and left tackle. They should look at all those positions and pick
1: the one that's there when they're drafting. You're exactly right. I like Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning too. Saw them both with Quinn Miners down at the senior bowl. Right. I mean, it, that senior bowl specific. It was my first one. A very special Noah Gray was there. I mean, I can go on and on like different, different players that you see making impact plays. And then you wonder about those guys and you're like, man, they came on so hot, so quick. And not much sense, and i like those guys i want them to do well you got george payton up there spewing some nonsense i don't know if you caught this george payton saying that drew sanders probably going to end up at edge rusher are you kidding me does george just hate linebackers does he just forever want to roll out josie jewel and alex Singleton? and i know the josie jewel contract situation but Dude, enough, man. Enough. I hated when they did it with Baron Browning. I'm hating if they're going to do this with Drew Sanders and GM George Payton saying, oh, I think he's going to Drew Sanders second year. I think he's going to end up at edge. And it's like, well, all right, you can do that. How many times are the Broncos going to do this, though? Justin Hollins. Remember that name? Oh, hey, Snedge, an edge, everybody. Like, God dang. If you want an edge, go get an edge. George right. knows this. George knows football. He knows the difference between a three-four and a four-three. And I know everybody loves NASCAR packages. They're very cute and all this stuff. But good lord, well, why? It drives me nuts because it's really giving a guy another rookie year, in my opinion. Right? Baron Browning had a decent flashes as as a linebacker playing a little bit there his rookie season. Then all of a sudden you're an edge rusher. We get hurt. Drew Sanders, okay, you have some flashes here and there, special teams, some linebacking, rushing the passer. Hey, we're going to throw you into another rookie year. Learn this position full time. I absolutely hate it. Um, I I think you need to have talented players. Don't get me wrong. I think you need to have players that can do multiple things. But what a waste, in my opinion, if this is the case.
2: Yeah, it is a waste. Uh, The the difference for me between Baron Browning moving and Drew Sanders moving is – I think Barrett Browning played the inside linebacker position better than Drew Sanders did. I think Drew Sanders, I I think, and I could be wrong. I mean, I, you never know, but from what I saw from the limited time snaps that Drew Sanders had at inside linebacker, his read and react, his instincts were not up to par. Now you can get better at that. Don't get me wrong. You, you know, get more comfortable in the scheme you get, a but that's, that's one of those things that are hard to teach. And maybe they're just like, yeah, he just, he didn't have it when he could use his athleticism all the time in the lower levels, he could get to the, you know, he, he could be a step behind, but in the NFL, you can't be a step behind. Cause no. you're you're not an inside linebacker. So that could be why they're moving. him Now, Baron Browning move. I thought Baron Browning was going to be a stud at inside linebacker. I really did. I don't know if Drew Sanders is going to be, I think in some certain packages, he could be great, but uh, I, I did not like his ability against the run. I thought he picked the wrong spot too many times, but, again that was very limited snaps so i mean i, I there's not a whole he, there's not a huge uh package of work to really judge that but i mean i, I get it but you don't want to you don't want to keep moving these guys around i, I think they did it with DeMar- demarcus walker back in the day that stunted his growth they did it with baron browning and he keeps getting injured which you can't really can't really judge how well he's going to be at edge because he get injured but if they keep moving him around it's hard to get enough practice Uh, You've got to be a special person to just kind of move around uh, all the time.
1: Micah Parsons. They don't come around that often, right? Like those, those sorts of things, LT, right? Like those Vaughn, I mean, Vaughn didn't remember how mad we used to get when they would ask Vaughn to drop into coverage and then something (laughs) freaky would happen. Like he'd get an interception and we're all like, yay, that was great. (laughs) Coach Wade. Um, That's just it, man. And like, look, baron browning they messed with him at ohio state doing this the edge linebacker edge linebacker that's why he was a third round pick and a third round pick is nothing to scoff at um it's one of the reasons i think he wasn't a second round pick is because they jacked him up over at ohio state doing this flip-flop thing so much with him and it's a cool story with jonathan cooper but look you're exactly right tom it's time it's past time it's people are wondering when are we gonna where's the next von miller Where's the next DeMarcus Ware? Where are we going to see that? Where's Elvis Doomerville? And I think that conversation gets blown over because we're looking at a quarterback. Because the Denver Broncos have to get a quarterback. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it in the first round for now. Now, Tom, I'm just going to ask you point blank. Do you think the Broncos stay at twelve? Uh, no, no,
2: not with Sean Payton uh, calling the shots. I think right. he's going to try to move up. I really Hell do. Yeah, I think he likes a quarterback. He's going to try and go get them. Uh, I guess I, I would say, only say that there. It depends on how far some of these quarterbacks kind of fall. Right? If they all get snatched up right away and there's no reason to move up, then probably will stay there. But if they have a if a quarterback's in reach, I think they're
1: going to try and do it. Well, and hey, speaking about quarterbacks in reach, there is a quarterback in reach. At least he's being told he's been given permission from his team to seek a trade. One Zach Wilson might be hitting the trade market. And of course, that's going to be on social media. Of course, people are going to wonder, Tom, should the Broncos trade for Zach Wilson? No,
2: absolutely not? not. Absolutely not. The same reason why I was talking about, you know, looking at these quarterbacks, uh, where they kind of rank in their first few years? Zach Wilson is terrible. He 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 is one had some of the <laughs> worst seasons adjusted for ERA of all time. I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole uh, at all. I, there's no reason. Just because he was a first round pick doesn't mean you go try and you know resurrect him. Sometimes players just aren't very good. Good in college, bust in the NFL. He's a bust in my mind. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend any money on him at all.
1: No. And you know what's funny about it? And I'll eat all the crow in the world. I liked Zach Wilson coming out of college a lot, Tom. I think I went back in social media. He was my number one guy. And whew, I'm not going to make that mistake twice. No way. Now, what do you think the the price tag is for Zach? It can't be much, right? <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows the stories as Conditional pick, a sixth rounder, a seventh rounder. I mean, something to do your boy a favor who might be coaching with you next year. I don't know. Something like that, right? But William coming back in again, man. Thanks, Will. Really appreciate you, bro. Guys, can I ask one last thing? Free agency. Who do you want to see the Broncos sign? Also, Josie Jewell. Love to see him back. But who do the Broncos get to replace him? Yeah, that's tough, right? You've got some former Broncos quarterbacks out there, right? you got a Drew Locke, I think, who's available. Teddy Bridgewater, technically retired. Joe Flacco, right? Hey, everybody, Joe (laughs) Flacco. Um, No, Kirk Cousins is a big one right now. I don't think the Broncos are going to try to pay any big quarterback or anything like that. So you're looking at more or less the journeymen, the slappies. Um, I started the show a little bit earlier, Will, and I said that I'm hearing – little drops of rumor and information that the Broncos might like Sam Howell. They at least have some interest. What like? I don't know. Enough to pick up the phone and call his agent. Enough to kick the tires, watch tape. I don't know. But you look for those journeyman quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Sam Howell's name enter the conversation shortly. When it comes to Josie Jewell, that's a very interesting conversation, Tom, because I think Broncos country, we fall in love with these guys a little too early. And – um, I would like Josie to to move on, maybe find another team. I, I'm willing to start over a little bit, a linebacker, if you will. I know traditionally it's not a position that George Payton has emphasized in the draft, but this is Sean's draft. And when you look at Sean's drafts over in New Orleans on the defensive side of the ball, you can't tell me he can't recognize some of the linebackers, right? Now, I know it's not just him. He knows edge rushers. He knows linebackers, but it's a collective effort down there. I. I don't know. I'm okay with Josie if he wants to stay on a team-friendly deal, but if he wants to go get a bag and try to win a Lombardi, go do it. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about the first question. Uh, I don't want them to
2: get – the only way I want them to go get a free agent quarterback is if they draft a young rookie and they want someone who's a really good leader who's been around in the NFL for a while who can kind of help mentor him along. Because I know Sean Payton – you know, he's uh, the quarterback guru or whatever. Sometimes you need a mentor who is uh, more your friend, so to speak. Because Ryan Tannehill, maybe, what's that? Ryan Tannehill. I mean, yeah, I'm, maybe. Looking, through the, I'm looking a little through, bit more. I don't know. I'm looking but, through the yeah, list. I don't, and want, I don't want him to go get a, a retread. There, there's just nothing worth nothing worth it out there to go do it. Stick with Stidham, draft your guy and try and, try and get younger. Um, as far as Jayce, Josie Jewell goes, I, I've always liked Josie Jewell, but he has limitations, especially in the passing game. I think he's going to move on, and it was supposed to be Drew Sanders who's going to replace him when they when they drafted him. I was like, that's the Josie Jewell replacement. He's for next an edge, year. everybody, for the next year. But <laughs> they, they, so I mean, I might be Jonas Griffin. He, you know, they're going to uh. maybe hope that he stays healthy and can fill in because he was supposed to be a starter a couple of years ago and got injured. Yep. Uh, but twice. I think they're gonna to go to the draft for an inside linebacker, probably, you know, third round if they if they get their quarterback, if they get who they want to begin with, maybe they'll get a third or fourth round guy. But uh yeah, and and oftentimes you can pick up a an okay linebacker in free agency and, and roll with them. So I they don't have a great linebacker crew with all around talent for both passing and rushing game. And they, they that's why I thought Drew Sanders was gonna be the guy,
1: doesn't look like it. So here we are no they need some help at the linebacker position it's tough right specifically inside linebacker and i don't know quite what that looks like time will tell um speaking of time we're just about out of time michael ronquillo coming in here at the buzzer great show tonight thomas and luke on mhi and go broncos thank you michael and thank you tom thank you scott thanks to everybody in the chat what a what a fun show tonight man we were rocking and rolling talking quarterback prospects The NFL combine is on and we wait for any news or rumor or trickling to come out of there. I've also heard Sam Darnold. The Broncos are out on Sam Darnold. So I know I knew that would make your evening. If anything else, (laughs) I know Sam, Howell, we're not excited. Right. But let's remember he did beat the Broncos. Right. Let's, he has that for whatever so did reason zach if, Wilson, <laughs> i know so did zach wilson who's also available and <laughs> in the conversation but no another fun show man i always have so much fun doing these shows i need them they're very cathartic for me so i appreciate everybody rocking um carrying or wearing my wyoming hoodie uh thoughts and prayers to the university of wyoming three Three swimmers were killed last week. Uh, just young folks, two young men and a two and one young lady. So thoughts and prayers to everybody up there in Laramie. Um, sometimes we just need some well wishes and thoughts and prayers. We love to do that here on this show. Tom, I had a blast, man. Thanks for everything. Me too. It was fun. The time went by fast, and
2: it's always fun, you know. Talk. I love talking about the draft, even though I'm not. I, I don't, you know, get into film anymore and do a whole bunch of stuff. I, it's always still interesting to me. I still love it. I love watching the combine. I love looking up the pro day stuff. I love watching the draft. I mean, I, I'll stay up to when I was living on the East Coast, I stayed up. I don't even know how late it was, but watching that whole freaking trail, <laughs> you know, yeah, just watch it. So I I do enjoy this time of year. No, man,
1: we've got that. we've got our friends over across the pond listening to this podcast until yep. two in the one, two in the morning. I mean, have those same folks over when it's our morning time, with broncos for breakfast. So no, it's really cool, man. But uh we appreciate all you guys. Thank you so much. Stay locked on to MHI every Wednesday night at six p.m. mountain. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Uh, follow Tom at Thomas Hall NFL, yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. We'd appreciate it if you gave the pod a follow at MHI underscore pod. Broncos, core, Broncos country, drafting a quarterback. This is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.
2: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.